like the cars go by, it makes that noise. It's really weird. Yeah, it's true. Here comes the train and the AI aerial drone that Google makes now. Well, on that note. Welcome to Movie Left, a movie review podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Montarulo. Joined by my co-host, LaDonna Loki. LaDonna, what's happening? Hello, hello. I didn't do my homework, but I'm here. <laughs> she watched the movie. That's all. I did yeah, that. That's, that's, yeah, that's, that, that, that was like my entire high school and college career. Was like, yeah, I, I, you know, I did the, the bare minimum. See, I'm like, not used just to enough that. To be able Normally, to talk I'd about. Like, break out in hives if I don't have my work done, but, you know. <laughs> and uh, my other hey, uh, co-host, yeah, yeah. Uh, Andrew uh, Cuomo. Is formerly known as. Hey, yeah. hey, I'm Andrew fucking Cuomo. That's how he talks, right? Did you I, see I that? I, I, this is totally not what we're talking about this episode, but did you see that they had some fucking sham New York Democratic Convention today where he got like 95% of the pledged delegates, even though there's not been a single wow. primary in New York yet? That's like uh, Trump's uh, board of directors giving him an award for a golf course he owns, <laughs> which yeah. literally has happened before. Or yeah. making him a uh, fake Time magazine cover with it. Yeah, yeah, you know. Um, yeah. So what movie were we reviewing this week? <laughs> so, yeah. Great question. <laughs> we're here to talk about the 2017 Dennis Villanueva film Blade Runner 2049. I thought you might be able to help me with the case. Any idea where I could find him? Your police plan on taking me in. I would much prefer that to the alternative. was built off the back of slaves. Replicants are the future, but I can only make so many. I had the luck, and he has the key. I think I found him. That's not possible. If this gets out, we've bought ourselves a war. You're a cop. I did your job once. Things were simpler then. What do you want? I want to ask you some questions. What happened? I covered my tracks. Scrambled the records. We were being hunted. By who? They know you're here. You do not know what pain is yet. You will learn. Bring it to me. This breaks the world. We have to go. I'm coming with you. The future of the species is finally unearthed. Sweet. Yes. Uh, <laughs> um, so, yeah, you know. <laughs> he, uh, so this, is, what, this is a remake of Demolition Man, right? Um, <laughs> Demolition Man? No, well, because that takes place uh, in, in all that takes place in the, the future dystopia of like 2012, I think. That's the future, <laughs> yeah, which you, I, I mean, weirdly actually get a lot of Demolition Man vibes from this movie, like, and not in like a similar tonally, but oh, there were a lot no, of weird little no. things that reminded me of, of uh, I, I don't know why, it's like such a different movie, but. Well, like, it, like it, the style, a lot of like the cars and shit, and like yeah. the way the, the the streets looked, and the the, the benevolent, you know, uh, technocrat, you know, fucking overlord. Right. That well, was the, like it, the difference is that there's no like you know upper surface where things look okay, but they're not. It's just like it's the whole world <laughs> it's is all yeah, shit. That's <laughs> the shit, right? 
Right. Um, so I was really excited about this after I heard that uh, uh, Dennis Villeneuve was attached to it. I was not excited at all before that because I was just like, you're going to fucking make a sequel to one of the best sci-fi films ever. And they did it. And then which, like, which you said we didn't have to watch before this. So you, I didn't. you definitely don't. You definitely don't. Um, and then I felt I during it, I was like, yeah, I kept I asking my confused. significant other, like, tell me about the last one so I understand what the hell's going on. So. <laughs> well, whether you did or didn't, there's still plenty that doesn't quite make sense. But it's a mystery. I mean, that's the whole thing is yeah. they actually like put a mystery in a real plot to a f- in a sequel to a film that had none of that. Right. Mm-hmm. The first one was just mood. That's all it was, right? And so that, like, you know, the whole time you're trying to figure this out, the main character, protagonist, played by Ryan Gosling, he's trying to figure it out too. He's searching for his humanity and his identity, and trying to figure out this mystery at the same time. So, right. um, well, I didn't expect I, that. I, but I didn't I, get a I, sense of mystery from the movie. I like, I kind of took it. Fa- I, I, I got swerved by the movie. I mean, I took it face value that he was gonna end up being Deckard's son and like the ending I was like oh shit like I, yeah, didn't see, I genuinely didn't see that coming yeah right um so that was cool uh but you know I it, it was it was interesting I I, I why don't we talk about what we liked about the movie uh and yeah. then we'll get into what some of us didn't like about I the like movie. Jared Leto <laughs> all right so uh Jared Leto old, um old smoky eyes Jared Leto. <laughs> even then yeah I'll take it yeah so, so that's like wh- Jared Leto's like Elon Musk in 20 years right like we're all in so agreement it, that this is what's gonna happen yes, so like I'm the female exactly. on this I'm supposed to give you like the strong you know feminist perspective and all I do is comment on the hot guy I'm that's useless fine. Right, I mean he, a, he, know, he literally lives in a pyramid and wants to have an army of slaves and transcend <laughs> up to the heavens and you know no, so do all men. I mean, right, but he's he's he wants to be a pharaoh. <laughs> like he literally wants to be a pharaoh. <laughs> so, yeah, he he definitely gives off like Xerxes in three hundred vibes almost. It's a, it's a weird like yeah. like like inhuman performance almost. Yeah. yeah. Well, he feels um, like he's, he's re- like the most mundane thing he's saying. He recites it as though it's a scripture. Is, you know. So yeah. now, I'm, and I don't want to make this a question of asking a million questions, a podcast of asking a million questions. Is he a replicant, though? Or what? what's the deal with his eyes and his neck thing? And, like, is he a human? Do we know? Are we supposed um, to know? He He's a human. Yeah, he is. Okay. Because um, they wouldn't let him do all this shit if he wasn't a human. Right. Presumably. Exactly. That's exactly. Okay. Um, but but that's what is a human? Style, by the way. What is a human? Is it being birthed? Does that make you human? You well, know? That's the big that, that was one of the... Yeah, the the line he's like, "Well, I've never, never terminated. You know, I've never killed someone that was born before, you know." And, and it's like that's his, the beginning of his conflict. He's like, "Well, wait a minute, <laughs> <laughs> wait, do we know what?" And again, this is <laughs> going to become the <laughs> thousand questions podcast. Are replicants like? Do they have human insides? Are they cybernetic, or are they completely organic and in, in like pretty in their... pretty much? I mean, you see them bleed. Um, they can yeah. get stabbed yeah. and punched a lot more, but ultimately they have a breaking point, as we see in the film. So uh, basically, it's like that's yeah, they're they're <laughs> they're made. It's basically a clone that they've made exactly the way they want, and they can grow. Do they out feel of a... pain? I wasn't clear on that. I mean, it seemed like he flinched at times, or some of them. I, I did, think they but... feel. It, it's, I, it seems like they feel at least programmed pain. Yeah, they're, they're super to feel pain. Yeah, you can mm. kill a Terminator. It just takes a lot of pipe bombs and like a drill press and like yeah and all that. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, Leto, uh, not a great uh, interior designer. You know, I, I wouldn't put a wood plank in in the middle of a uh, room full of water. I mean, I know the whole idea was like wood is basically right. gold in this world. You know, it's very rare and yeah. Uh, it's got like a currency exchange rate, which is yeah. kind of which was a, f- a funny little uh, thing. But uh, yeah, not 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 a great idea there. Very Chief. minimalist. It's warp. <laughs> well, uh, you feel like every every character, no matter who they are, good or bad, is you're rooting for them, um, and their their motivations are justified when you see the world from their point of view. Except for for Jared Leto's character, he's the one where you're just like, no, he's a monster. He's just he's a ruthless monster. And his idea was like confused. Like his story was confusing to me. What what was his plan ultimately? Just to he just world, wanted just to world domination have more slaves, and he wanted to you know rule all these plants that he knew we could colonize if we had enough slaves to do it. Um, <clears throat> but basically, you know, he needed to get around the rules around what he could do with these replicants, um, and he, he figured out the way to. Uh, to basically have as many as he wanted was to make them breedable, right? To commodify the ability for women to procreate, 
make that in a part of his product. And that's why he was chasing after this one, uh, you know, the child or whoever, you know, he that had come from being birthed by one of the, one of these replicants, uh, because he knew if he could unlock that secret, then he could do all the things he wanted to do. Right. So looking at that motivation, it's tough for me because I, I equate it to a lot of the billionaires today of, you know, beyond what point does more getting more, more planets, I mean, slave, more slaves, basically robots on more planets. What do you get more money, more, more what? Like, I, it's pathological. Oh, yeah, sure. exactly. I mean, yeah. It's a pathology. <laughs> it's not. Yeah. Once you make more than like a million dollars, if you're going to continue to, to uh, acquire wealth at, you know, the consequence of, uh, you know, oppressing people, then you're just a pathological right. fucking lunatic. But he like, never talks <laughs> about money. He doesn't care about owning the slaves for no, the sake yeah. of being powerful. Right. He, he's had something far larger. He wants to be a god. That's ultimately what it is. And that's why he talks like he's, you know, he lives in a giant <laughs> temple. Um, so it's, yeah. Yeah. And it, w from what I gathered, it seems like uh, the theory, at least, is that the guy who previously created the replicants, what, was it Wendell or uh, what? What else? Yeah. So he uh, possibly created replicants that were capable of giving birth. Right. Uh, you know, like that was like kind of a test thing he was working on before right. he was killed or. Yes, essentially. Um so yeah, that's that's sort of the thing. Was um, there's this this thing that happens that wipes out all the electronic records or almost all of it, and that's some, apparently something they allude to in the film a couple times, where it's, it's sort of like an easy plot device for like, well, why why wouldn't there be a record of how he did it, right? So they have to kind right. of like have a little bit of plausible deniability there. Um, mm -hmm. uh, but you know, everyone else's character in the film are essentially you know they're struggling for their humanity whether they're a real human uh, artificial human or just a hologram they're all struggling to to find their humanity and i think that's kind of the core of sci-fi is going back to all the way to mary shelley's frankenstein is a automaton you know ai robot uh cadaver brought back to life whatever it is made by a human playing god or trying to play in god and having that creation in its search for humanity turn on its creator and you know either kill it or try to kill it or kill other beings in its quest for trying to survive in humanity so i guess that's there what were some I like things that so I, much that's that's yeah. in essence yeah there were some things that i had trouble suspending my disbelief on i mean obviously there's probably a gazillion of them but the one that was hardest for me was so if Ryan Gosling's character, you know, was a replicant and, um, you know, essentially kind of bot-like, mm -hmm. how was he able to keep so much of what he was doing kind of private? Like, it wasn't a part of, it wasn't connected to everything to where, you know, those that were in power could really see what he was doing. It was... Yeah. Well, so, I mean, ultimately, I don't think that, and I could be wrong about this, and correct me if I'm wrong, comrade, but... I don't think that the they have the te technology to literally like monitor through like each replicant's eyes like what they're doing. No, they're no. With. Well, they and they we can track it. him, which they did right. later in the movie. You know, they they're like, oh yeah, he's here. Let's well, go. Send but it depends on who him. we're talking about because his boss, who's played by Robin Robin Penn or Robin Wright, Robin Wright. It's not right pen anymore. Anyway, we are beautiful after. Right. We understand yeah, that. Uh, oh, yeah, she's great. Well, I'll talk more about her. But we understand that <laughs> he has a degree of autonomy, even though he works for her, because he lies to her blatantly and she believes him. So we know that mm. she's not keeping that close tabs on him because she trusts him. Now, the rest of those people, you know, all the people working for Jared Leto, Love, who is by far my favorite villain in a long time, they're the ones who are tracking him everywhere. And the instant he cuts off his feed to them they're on him they're like oh no you don't we're we're coming after you motherfucker so it so, depends it depends on who who is doing now, it yeah. I, I was under the impression that replicants were not able to lie like somebody said that at one point in the movie yeah. is that not true or like it, well when because if that's the case then she would be like she she would have no reason to think he could lie and if unless he was just oh really exactly like a rogue exactly well she says love says that to uh the captain or sergeant joshi the his ryan gosling's boss she's she's like he probably told you we never lie right and you believed him she says that <laughs> right to him like oh, she, like because right. she, she tells him or she tells her that the kid's dead you know and she starts crying and she gets enraged you know and she says uh, you know, out of fear of a little change in the world, you destroy a new life, you know, the first mm -hmm. the first one of our kind. So 
her motivation, I feel like she really true love, uh, the character of love is the true hero of the story because she's the only one loyal to her kind. Everyone else kills them, their own kind, kills others of other species. The only time we see her kill someone of her, one of her own kind is when she's directly ordered to. In fact, she goes out of her way not to kill anyone else of her kind. Like she could have killed Kay on two different occasions and doesn't. She could have saved everything on two different occasions for her boss and doesn't. Isn't right. that own kind or other kind of some kind of tribalism? I mean, shouldn't you be beholden so, yeah. to some sort of an ideal as opposed to my kind, your kind? Gr- uh, you know, it's a weird. Yeah. It, so she's know, loyal to her boss only when she's has to be, only when she's directly in front of him. As soon as she's outside, she's seemingly got her own agenda that's not that different from the the French, you know, uh, Viva la Restance woman that he uh, meets at the end that wants him to do all these other things too that he doesn't do. Right. But then ultimately she does end up, you know, serving Leto's interests and, you know, trying to kill them at the end or, you know, trying to take them in or whatever. Like, I don't know. I, I don't she's think an so. She, she, she stabs him, beats him up and kicks him in the, on the, on the beach there or at the waves are crashing and mm-hmm. she could have killed him and she doesn't. She kisses him and says, I'm the best. I'm the best one. That's all yeah. it is. That's what it is. It is, is pride in oneself. Not a lot of loyalty to her boss. Yeah. Kay's a tough character for me to root for. I don't know that you were even supposed to. I mean, I, I ostensibly the language of film would say, you know, he's the guy we're following. He's the main character. He's the protagonist. He also, you know, kills his own kind for the cops. Like, I, I find that to be a weird. Well, his dad was a cop, right? He's a or... very shades of gray, like unsympathetic. Well, no, he doesn't have a dad. Well, oh, that's he... right. Yeah, he thought <laughs> he it thought was. He thought he did, yeah. 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 Um, you got hopeful. He, he, <laughs> um, to me, he was not a likable, and not not that he personally wasn't likable, but his character, as written, was not a likable protagonist. So to me, it was like a weird. The whole movie, I'm like, I, am I supposed to like? I, I I couldn't quite tell who I was rooting for in this movie, because I mean, I certainly want you know society to not be so fucking draconian and not let Jared Leto, you know, have his way, but. I, you know, I I don't know. It's like well, a and it's hard thing. to criticize him too because he's not fully human. And so when you see something it's like it's also not his fault, yeah, right. Like, you see something like he goes home and has you know the basically the the female bot servant whatever you know the the, the role of quote unquote you know traditional female housewife slave kind of thing. You go, I don't I don't even know that I can blame him for that because that's that's just that oh, world no, I, and... you, you pity him because you you know that's the closest thing he can have and it's marketed as being that and he doesn't really right. want that he wants a real relationship but he's not capable of it or it's not a thing that he's uh able to have we don't really know right but you just well, you feel weird, you feel bad right? for him and he in in love uh mocks him for it repeatedly every time the little mobile device and his phone goes off she's like oh is that you got your girlfriend in your butt? like <laughs> she totally makes fun of him even though that's exactly the product they designed you know yeah. yeah yeah it's a weird th- and it's it's strange that he would desire that connection like it i understand that you know the, the these replicants are, are are basically sentient you know beings but it's weird that they would build that need into them if they're if they're trying to and he's a newer model so they're they're more utilitarian in terms of their usage. Well yeah because they kind of mentioned the fact that they don't have to build that into things, right? So yeah, you know they could like build strange. without yeah without desire for oh. you know connection or whatever and so they choose to so it must they must feel that it has some kind or, of societal function. Or are we to believe that they didn't build him with that and that he developed it and it's kind of That there. was one question that I had about you know, a lot of the discussion around AI right now is, you know, as AI evolves on its own beyond whatever we right. program it to do, to what degree was that happening in this? Well, and that's where the film that I think has the best pol- uh, political edge is questioning where we are right now with AI and, you know, the original Philip K. Dick novel was his whole thing was based on was, uh, do androids dream of electric sheep? You know, what, uh, when, uh, when Sergeant Yoshi, uh, says to, uh, Agent K, you've been getting on fine without one. And he goes, what's that, mm-hmm. ma'am? And she says a soul. Well, she knows he has a soul. She's trying to demean him in that moment. So you see where uh-huh. the class plays a role where, 
you know, uh, human, like a dog humans, yeah, humans look replicants. down on him or humans look down on replicants and replicants look down on, on the, uh, on the holograms. It's like, there's a whole, there's a whole class system there, a caste system. And as long as we have someone to look down on, then yeah, yeah <laughs> everybody's easy. fine. Yeah. We look for excuses to, to dehumanize so that we feel powerful, you know? Yeah. Um, so well, that was when, actually one of the things uh, that, uh, oh yeah, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, that's actually one of the things that weirded me out about the movie was that, you know, they, they, they clearly were trying to make allusions to, you know, uh, racism and tribalism and, you mm-hmm. know, with the, calling them Skinners and all this stuff. And they were, you know, talked about how they were used as slaves. And then to represent that, they have like one, like this, like amazing looking like white man. To, it's like the face of this like rebellious slave, you know, uh, uh, like, you know marginalized race in this right. and I, well, I get that it was like a follow up from the first though. movie he, right but he, he they want him to enlist in their their uh, you know replicant rebellion and he wants nothing to do with it he doesn't care no, I'm about talking about a meta narrative yeah. almost you know I, 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 right. you know the, like the actual <laughs> the way the movie was written not not so much in in universe right, in right. universe it were you know largely works but i i just think in general maybe somebody should be like oh this is a little weird but um i mean you want to get people to show up and watch fucking movie stars that's kind of part of the game <laughs> it's like i mean and he could have been michael b jordan uh, yeah yeah i mean it's it even still nobody nobody came to go to go see this movie it was as much of an underground sleeper no, hit it's, as, it, it, as it the original weird, yeah. only they spent forty thousand times more money <laughs> yeah a lot of fucking money to make this movie so i want to talk quick about the stuff that i liked and we can, we can maybe i'll talk about the things we liked and then we'll sure. get into the stuff we didn't uh i love the cinematography in this movie it's you know um, the just amazing work that uh you know villanueva and his cinematographer did together what an awesome <laughs> in terms of uh oh really okay yeah I, I yeah i believe it i mean just between the colors and the the textures of the scenes you know that everything it doesn't feel, and I always use this as an example, and, and you know, not to shit on it, although it deserves shitting on. It doesn't have that like Phantom Menace, like Star Wars prequels feel, where it's like these guys are all clearly in front of a green screen. Like the movie really felt like it was taking place in a in a place, like you know, like it, yeah. it, the str- mm-hmm. the sets felt gritty and like real. The col- the use of color is like amazing. Just all the all the different you know tech neons and yeah. R- Roger uh, Deakins is is the cinematographer who won the Oscar. Yeah, no, I'm totally deserved. I mean, the scene you know in Vegas where you know just where it's totally washed out and all orange. You know, uh, the, I love the scene at the end with the car. You know, in the rain where where they're fighting in the rain, like the the uh, he he just knows how to shoot shit <laughs> basically he does um, and so much of the movie feels very um like the blocking feels very rigid you know like there's just a room and in walks one person in a straight line and he turns yeah. and, and then when suddenly things start moving it's just like it's chaos from every direction um so it feels like there's a very deliberate juxtaposition between be- things being very ordered and rigid and then just moments of chaos where stuff's coming from every possible different direction um yeah, so um, that I so I, I, I really like cinematography. I thought the score was was really good, very sparse and very, uh, you know, like <laughs> I don't I don't I don't know what the term is, but it, it just very you know bo- like loud when it needed to be, like with the just the la you know, like that scene uh, yeah. towards the end where they're like you know fly, uh, in the car. It's just the really good. Um, you talking about where the car's flooded and all that? Yeah. Like, well, that's yeah. I believe it's that scene. Like, yeah. Yeah. Just almost the inception noises that they were, you know, <laughs> had in the score. Like, like, yeah, like just <laughs> a really good use of that. It, and I, the sound in general in this movie is very. It's a it's a pretty quiet movie when it's not doing shit like that. It's not a blow up, you know, fifty things in right. your face at every you know in every scene kind of movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is um, a beauty to it though to watch it. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, it, it was certainly a beautiful well, movie. You know, you, you for... put enough um, sort of echo effects on things, and you have this like the you just the, the sort of sonic impression of big industrial metal spaces, you know, echoing and and where mm-hmm. certain sound effects start and where the sound score starts. You know, you can't that bleeds together really well, and it invokes a lot of memory because that's what this film is ultimately about: is is people trying to figure out if their memories are real. 
you know, if it's a real memory or an implanted memory, and then what you can do with implanted memories if you're trying to make a certain person remember a thing in the future to go do a thing you want them to do. So the, the whole time, I feel like this, the sound scores has this sort of like in the womb trying to remember things did they were they really real um or was it in some kind of inception thing where people are stick it in your head to control you i find yeah. all that so terrifying yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah it's a dystopia um, <laughs> so i uh you know I, I love that i love the uh the fighting in this movie was really well done too i was very surprised that almost like a like a, the newer James Bond movies, like the type of feel to it, like in terms of the fight choreography and the, the just. The I wasn't Foley impressed by and, that. I don't know. Really? I just, yeah, I felt like it was very, you know, um, a controlled and contrived, where you can kind of see each, you know, move kind of start yeah, and I stop. Hate when it's like and... so, like, like Nolan's a horrible action film, like in terms of uh, fight scenes. Like Christopher mm-hmm. Nolan, like if you watch Batman Begins, it's like just a miserable mess of. And I love that movie, but. The fight scenes are just a miserable mess of like, you can't see what the hell's going on and things are out of focus. Yeah. And it, it, yeah. You, you know? It, I just like, have a hard time with fights in general. I, I don't tend to not, believe. Yeah, you're not a big violence. Well, no, yeah, not even that. But, general, I don't, but I don't tend to believe that the fights that they show on in movies and on television happen the way that I've seen real fights happen. Oh, really? Happen. You think? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, really? You mean you people don't slam each other's head into the wall 30 in, times in and then throw real... them through? <laughs> In real life, fights don't last very long because no fights are pretty boring in real life. Usually, no. In real life, if someone hits someone hard enough, they can die. (laughs) I've seen people get knocked out in a single punch. You know, it's it. it, They don't go on too long. But you know, that's that's kind of the point. Is uh, the only reason when they last is because it's too super bots. You know, yeah, like meta humans essentially. Right. right. It just goes on and on and on. Um, But yeah, I love. I I mean that and. Maybe that's the wrestling fan. I mean, but I just yes. love watching the, the. That is the wrestling fan. <laughs> um, well, and speaking of which, in the first scene, uh, Batista is is you know has a, has a great little yeah. former yeah former WWE champion Batista who's who's a fucking phenomenal actor. Like he's really funny uh, in all the Guardians movies. He plays Drax. Oh, you know, that's fucking the Infinity War. I was just like, I want more. You, of the you, comedy. You really, yeah. Yeah, um, he's so he's so funny. One of the things I love that that Villeneuve did with him, because um, originally they they were like, "You're way too young. You can't play this role." And he was like, "No, nah, you can age me up. I'll trust me. I'll grow the beard out a little bit. You'll see." Um, but the scene where he puts his glasses on and his hands just like every so oh, he looks so like shaped. fragile. Yeah. <laughs> well, but he puts those glasses on. They were like, "We want you to practice putting them on a hundred times before we shoot a take." <laughs> Because the, the, you've been out here for 20-some years by yourself. You would have put those glasses on thousands and thousands and thousands of times. You want it to look like those are the glasses you wear every single day. So he made him practice it over and over and over. So when he puts those glasses on, you feel like, you know, this is the last time he's ever going to do it. Like, you know, he knows he's about to die, right? Um, well, for, yeah. For it, someone it, as it big as he purpose. is, it was yeah. – like, for someone as big as he is, I, he, he – he, he can portray like an amazing amount of sympathy as a he can portray like an amazing uh you know like kindness as like a character it was it was kind of weird and then when yeah. you Yeah. Yeah, that was true. Yeah. Um well, you think it's not fair and, like you know he deserted 25 years ago, 29 years ago and here's some young punk who's going to ar- arrest him, take him to jail and he's going to get dissected for what? You know? yeah. And that was to me why I was like I, I I don't know like from the start I was like am I supposed to root for this guy like this guy's kind of an asshole like he's just going and you know invading I, and I know he's doing it because it's his job but that doesn't you know we've but talked why? plenty on the regular I mean, pod yeah it's like if the guy is posing no threat anymore and he's just out there in no man's land as you know farmer or whatever he's cause doing because he, he's then... property because he's pro- he's someone's property that's the whole thing he's rogue yeah he's rogue tech or rogue you know he's a rogue machine that they don't want to let stay out in the wild like it, it that the intro crawl kind of i think explained it sort mm-hmm. of about how like the n- that model of of uh uh replicants were too lifelike or too right. or it was weird that they aged or something and they right. didn't like that yeah, exactly so i mean but it still comes back to the idea that um it's they weren't <laughs> obedient enough you, yeah. our our humanity is slipping away the more we get into a technological future where you don't have individual rights or freedoms or liberty anymore because your existence has become a product you know if you try to live outside that system you can maybe for a little while but eventually they're gonna come hunt you down yeah and you know there's one interesting and they don't really talk a ton like explicitly about uh 
class in the movie, but they do things, little things to kind of show, uh, like in that opening shot where he's flying back to the station, uh, flying, driving, whatever, whatever you want to call it. Um, you, you see, you know, the city is totally dark except for these just gaudy fucking horrendous billboards for like, you know, Atari and, and, you know, all these companies and shit. And it's like the only, uh, power that's being used in this city of, of presumably millions of people is to fucking advertise this nonsense. And it's like, it, it was, it was just, so basically it's LA it is, is today. <laughs> well, yeah, but it was, I think that was an intentional shot the way it was, you know, set where, and it was like the biggest structure was the fucking LAPD, you know, uh, devil's tower or whatever that, yeah, that, Panopticon you know, building was. Thing, yeah. Um, um I just thought that was an interesting, you know, uh, interesting. It it said a lot without having to say anything. You know, the movies are always about good movies, at least, are always about showing and not telling. Uh, yeah, no, exactly. Know, that, that was that was well. Good, uh, and the thing that I liked that they expanded upon from the originals. Original, they never leave the city. You hear about it, but you never see anywhere else. And here they venture a little bit out to the junkyard, you know, um, <laughs> or to the. Uh, to the, the, Vegas, way, yeah. the wasteland where they're growing grubs or Vegas, you know, and uh, wait. So did they? It, did did he say at the beginning? Did I mishear this? That we've been to nine other worlds? Is that what it, what Leto was implying? Right. So they refer to like off-world colonies, and even in the first one, they're like, "Hey, the world's shitty. Go live on the colonies." Like it's this this suburb, suburb, you know, to go live at. Uh, so we know there's other worlds. We know that you know, replicants are exactly so. Let's keep know, destroying they, everything and moving out further. Exactly. <laughs> well, it's a selling it, yeah. point. It was a selling point in cities as early as the 1850s in America that you know the cities are too overcrowded with immigrants and uh, the tenement buildings. So go live out in the, out in this new thing called the suburbs. You know, we've got trains that'll take you there every day. You know, like it's it it it's very much ingrained that uh, the city is constantly being destroyed uh, to be rebuilt and there's always a new frontier to go live in real estate. So I like that they play on that to an extreme level in, the, uh, in, in both the films. Jesus Christ. Jared Leto is so fucking Elon Musk. It's, it, it, it's like disconcerting <laughs> yeah. almost like, you yeah. know, but I, I don't know if you guys saw, he had a fucking meltdown on Twitter today, by the way. No. Oh, we're dating he doesn't the like episode. unions. Yeah. And he wants to, well, have no, a... he doesn't like unions, but, he he also doesn't like that he's getting negative press coverage, and he so he is wants going to have to start... the, a, a website where people can rate journalists, right? And I'm sure he <laughs> wouldn't use his millions of bro loyal bro, bro followers to go rig that. So it, it's just he, th- but it's just like I'm so glad he's showing people his true colors because I know a lot of liberals and progressives think he's this like altruistic, you know, Howard Hughes figure or like you know Howard Stark figure, basically Tony Stark, um, and it's like. Well, no, well, no. Tony's dad, Howard, was kind of oh, like the Walt Disney gotcha. in that movie. You know, yeah. he's like a like a futurist. He wasn't as um, nice on Mad Men. Anyway, um, so the more godlike I see someone become, the more concerned I become at what they're really like behind the scenes. Well, uh, but he kind of. I'm glad he kind of showed like what a little fucking prissy bitch he is today because he was just so <laughs> upset about uh, is the day, and people were like. Yo, Elon Musk just tried to reinvent Verit, basically. Really, <laughs> <laughs> like, you want to tell him or should I? Um, but yeah, I just you know, so it, it's a terrifying notion that we're we're heading towards that, and you know, well, journalism is broken. I'll give him that, and you know, yeah, but his solution's not the his solution. Is just no. more fake news, basically. Yeah, yeah, All right. Um, his yeah, his solution is yeah, it, but um. So why was I? Oh, yeah. So I, you know, I just, uh, it, it, it's interesting. So that was, you know, those are the things I liked about it. Um, what did you, well, comrade, what, what were your kind of the, the strongest points of the film to you? Jared Leto. I feel like I've already touched on <laughs> those. Uh, as yeah, you touched on those. I mean, we could... Yeah. I mean, so, so I'm kind of looking at it, uh, um, not as far as things I like, but things that just make it a good film. If the things all work together, uh, then then I think it's good. So one thing I didn't like about the criticisms of this film is that people apply their ideology to it without actually ever watching it. And they assume that if you show bad things happen to a character, that you're anti that kind of person or whoever they're, whatever, whoever they were. That's not the case. I mean, saying that a lot of people said the film's sexist because bad things happen to some women characters in this film. 
Well, it's like saying that film Titanic is sexist because a lot of women drowned on the ship. Like that, that's that's just what happens, right? Um, when a ship sinks. Um, well, yeah. I mean, I, to, I do want to get into that for the stuff I didn't like about it, but we'll. But yeah, continue what you're saying. Well, yeah. So I, I feel like I've already said enough things about what I what I did like. Um, so in in brief um, defense of of that, you know. It's if a character's actions are consistent with their motivation, that's a good character. That's not mistreating the character or mistreating the the actor or the role, right? And everyone in this film is acting true to their motivation and what they want out of life or what they want better for their life. Yeah. Well, I'll, and I'll I'll expand on what my thoughts on that when when I when we talk about you know other uh, the stuff we kind of didn't like. But I I'm curious, Ladonna, what did you? Uh like from the movie i mean i liked the visuals you know i i liked the way it looked i mean that was basically it for me and, and there were some things that made me think about technology and the future and where we're going and you know i've had fantasies of of being able to you know remove my consciousness and put it into a robot and so the the scene where she's um where the the bot or whatever you know is is saying she there's something she wants done but she can't do it herself she's in a body to do that oh the three-way yeah that you know made me um definitely think but (laughs) yeah but but there were i don't know i was kind of it didn't necessarily move me to to think it was so wow um the way that comrade has has kind of talked about it no offense um it just for me it was like a lot of other dystopian movies that we see so so um as far as things I wasn't crazy about in the movie, um, oh, you know, I also should say I really love the uh, fight scene between uh, Gosling and Harrison Ford in the casino. I thought that was. <laughs> Did you know Harrison uh, actually punched him one time? One take. <laughs> there's doesn't a, surprise there's a, a yeah, crazy there's old a, fucker. There's a freeze frame of it where they like in the instant after he makes contact. Oh, they used the take where he did it. No, 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 they didn't use the take. They couldn't. They couldn't. But he did connect oh. one time. They did like a hundred <laughs> swings, and on one of them he actually hit him. But there's a hilarious freeze frame. Both the reactions at like the shock of getting actually punched, and Harrison Ford <laughs> going like the look on his face of oh shit, like it's it's really funny. Um, but yeah, I mean that that's such a it's it's so funny because he just keeps hitting him and hitting him and doesn't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that no, was really funny. Um, and, and I love the 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 kind of the Elvis thing going in the background with like where it was like the, the you know the hologram that was like pseudo broken. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just like, and then he stops the fight because he's just like. Oh, I, I love this song. <laughs> that was, I, that was a really feel great like moment. So much of Blade yeah, I did like Runner, that. Uh, I think, kind of took from anime and influenced anime that this film can't get away from those influences. But like that whole sequence of you know the, uh, it's it feels very Akira to me. Um, the whole city destroyed uh, and just the little reminiscent memories of of pop culture kind of flickering on and off. Um, it it's. It's fun to see anime, but it's also fun to see anime kind of like done live action like that. We don't get to see that very often in this country. Mm-hmm. So, Americanized anime. A little bit, yeah. Um, yeah, so no, that was interesting. Um, as far as stuff I wasn't crazy about, I, I think the pl- I think it was a little too long, number one. Uh, Ridley, really Scott, long. Yeah. Ridley Scott also said it was too fucking long in an interview, <laughs> which I thought was really funny. He didn't, you know, he created He's the original Blade Runner. because he, he didn't get to direct it. <laughs> <laughs> why so why didn't he direct it did he, he not want to he did but then he decided he wanted to make like 50 more alien movies before he croaked so he just overbooked himself and was like eh, the I'm james cameron gonna... syndrome exactly. No, exactly like i could make another fucking awesome terminator movie but i'm gonna make fifteen thousand avatar right. movies that nobody fucking wants well, so the the big easter egg of blade runner is that blade runner and aliens is in fact the same universe and there's a bunch of easter yeah. eggs that show that why there's a lot of little like references to um, the companies like that involved. Like, Yutani, like... Tyrell, mm-hmm. you know, it's all these like replicants or the synthetics and alien. It's like the, you know, mm-hmm. if you watch, if you, if you, did you see the two alien prequels, Prometheus and Co- Alien Covenant? I saw pre, uh, Prometheus. I yeah. Covenant. It's, the whole thing is about Michael Fassbender. It's really just his show. The aliens are inconsequential, uh-huh. but it's so much like, it, the, the timelines match up like the time of when one guy took over the company from the other guy took over the company from the other guy mm-hmm. it's it it all matches up and he won't i mean oh ridley scott won't is say it more it, explicit but and oh yeah covenant there's more clues in blade runner than in the alien movies but it's still mm-hmm. like it's it's the same universe 
exactly. That's cool though. I, yeah. I like I like shit like that. Um, it would be interesting to see if they actually, you know, cr- I don't know how they would cross. Pe- well, I guess I mean technically the androids and uh, alien and aliens and you know etc. Are like were they replicants or were, are we to believe that they are like proto replicants? Basically, yeah. I think there's there so there was uh, some uh, company that got the licensing to issue a bunch of. Um, like meticulously done uh, models of the gun to sell, right? And it comes in like this cool really also. elaborate yeah. like uh, gift box set that looks like a like a metal crate, and it had a sticker from the Wayland Utiling Company from Aliens <laughs> on the fucking Blade Runner thing. Oh, like it was awesome. part of it was part of the packaging. And it was officially licensed merch. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So okay. most explicit little connection Easter egg I've seen, but um, yeah, there's other there's definitely but, other ones. No. So, yeah, I mean, I felt like it was too long. I don't know that necessarily there was, like, one scene in particular where I would say, oh, I would definitely cut that, you know, like the casino scene in, like, uh, Last Jedi. But, um, I, you know, I it, it did feel a little... How necessary was the threesome? I don't know. I mean, I felt yeah, that, that or, felt like or, the gratuitous sex scene. That whole storyline with the, with, the, with the girlfriend or not girl, you know... Yeah, with, bot, whatever she is, yeah. It, it was just... It just struck me as weird. And I get that they were trying to set up, like like hey you know androids have feelings too but right i, I, I think know. they, they just... had to have him have somebody that he was you know fighting for a little bit you know he had to have something beyond himself to break him out of his routine and it had to be some emotional connection i think that's kind of what she needed to be but there also needed to be i think another level of of you know beneath Why couldn't it have been a real person or a real replicant or whatever. Do they not? Uh, I think the replicants needed someone else to other? look down down to. Oh, you mean why <laughs> it couldn't be another thing? I think they just wanted to add another layer of class to it. Um, but, you know, I, I felt like, you know, so things I didn't like. When he's winding around the, the, the old, like, empty factories looking for the wooden horse kind of thing. Like, mm-hmm. that, he's searching for his own memories. You know, that, um, it, it didn't need to be less, but it could have been tightened better. And made a little yeah, bit more that clear was, that what was going little, on. You know. There's Villan- been some. Oh, I was gonna say Villanueva sometimes gets a little too artsy, and I love uh, Arrival, but like he sometimes I think gets a little too caught up in making a beautiful canvas and not mm. doesn't think so much about how a movie moves, you know? Mm. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, Prisoners and Sicario are very tight, like hour and half hour those, but yeah. films, but yeah, they're they're phenomenal. People say Sicario is like amazing. I really got to see that. It is. It is. Um, if you, you could you could also see that film as uh, somewhat anti-women because there's a woman in the FBI who is not treated well, but again, She's in, she's in law enforcement, you know, like she's a bunch yeah. of. So, so he, he's super into making us try to root for cops, is what you're telling us. Uh, <laughs> no. So uh, we talk about women in movies. A lot of times we talk about the Bechdel test. Um, so you know, for a movie to pass the test, it has to have at least two women in it that have names. They need to talk to each other, and they need to talk about something besides other men. Than a man, yeah. Yeah, and uh, there's been some argument online as to whether or not this passed the test. I think it's a week at best if it did pass. Yeah, um, it really the, doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I couldn't say that. So, I mean, what you were saying before about, you know, the, the criticisms of the movie from people that haven't seen it. I think, you know, I read an article that I thought was a little ridiculous about how they, people wouldn't see the movie because it was anti-feminist. Hmm. Uh, I do think that it, there's some merit to the fact that it uh, didn't, put a ton of thought into uh representation with its roles or like with the it 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 doesn't quite reach the level of like frank miller sin city to me where like every female character is like a whore or a horrible person right but i mean a lot of the characters are whores (laughs) or horrible people i mean you know it's like the the literal one that you know the mackenzie davis's character only exists for that reason there's uh the the you know uh what's her i i'm blanking on her name uh leto's uh second in love. command or <clears throat> love yeah uh her and robin wright uh i've heard described as like angry boss characters or like angry <laughs> um which is whatever i mean to me the the thing that's that the most interesting character in the movie is um the sister uh who girl, uh, who's, girl in the bubble uh, yeah, yeah we don't get does to she see have a name? Her. Or, yeah. I, she probably um, has a name. I don't remember it. Well, doesn't um, once you realize who she is and who her mother is. So I know you guys haven't seen the original, but I mean, we we figure out like 
she's the kid. She's the miracle kid. She's yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And she once she realized that you're like, oh shit, she looks just fucking like Sean Young. She looks exactly like <laughs> Sean Young. <laughs> was that actually Sean Young like de aged or did they just bring in a young actress? No, that was really LC- when- that was CGI. But really done very well. Like not not yeah. much on Kanye Demps there. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I mean, so I, I think there's merit to the fact that not a ton of thought was given to that. And I think like the whole idea of like, well, ultimately, the movie is not about uh, Kay. And he's he finds out at the end that he's somewhat inconsequential in that she's the actual uh, leader of this future rebellion that's going to, you know, the, the uplift the replicants Maybe. out of their you know, in theory. Um, but who, but put, to me, who she's, put the fake memories there? to lead uh to lead them all to Harrison Ford in the first place who pu- who put those fake memories in his brain cuz it's right like she didn't well, so she didn't put the you know made up memories she put her own real memories in his head which they say in the film is illegal for her to do so she did right. that on purpose so that eventually he would find so here's my big question the flower he finds at the beginning that leads him to f- discover the bones and the the date carved in the tree and all that was that mm-hmm. flower even a real memory, or was that an implanted memory too? Well, but don't we see him find that flower contemporaneously? That's the, right. I don't think that's a flashback. It's not a flashback, but it could still be a fake memory implanted. We don't know. Right. Oh, that, that he we're doesn't know. Yeah, maybe. Exactly. Um, no, what it's, is it's... reality? Oh my god! Can I have a breakdown? <laughs> so here's here's why <laughs> I love the film is that I've watched it many more times than you guys have and every time i watch it i'm like oh shit that thing means something totally different now that i've watched it that i can see i can imagine that yeah yeah well if if it's definitely a movie where you watch the second time you're like oh okay this makes more sense and right well you know how fight club has it like the big spoiler right and then like you go back and watch the second time you're like oh shit this has a double meaning everything in the film has a double meaning. everything in the movie every line Yeah. yeah And this film doesn't quite have it so overtly, but there's things you pick up on that you're like, oh, that's a huge fucking clue that means like three different possible things. I don't know which one's right now. And mm-hmm. so that's that's what the, the big like thing that keeps drawing me back to it is just is trying to like weigh it differently each time I watch it. Yeah. So. Well, so I mean, with the, but the reason I was mentioning uh, Bubble Girl um, is because I think you know it, ultimately what the movie it, the, the ending, which uh, you know a lot of people criticized, uh, you know, from the movie in terms of one of the criticisms of the movie was the ending being unsatisfying because it was definitely like, what I felt. Um, yeah, and and I was, almost wait, what, was what like was unsatisfied about it. I, well, because it was like, well, you know, you just led up to the start of a much better movie, and yeah. now it's like. So I, you wanted more. I, That's perfect. That's how I, I want every movie. It's not the same, though. It's, it's not the same. I, <laughs> no. So, that, that's like you get a little glimpse of life on. and life but, keeps going and you don't get to have all of it. But but the reason I'm even mentioning this uh, is because her character, you know, is the only female character in the movie that is not like kind of shitty, like in terms <laughs> of their. No, well, and, and so. Uh, you know, it's great that she was is really like the the neo of this movie, the chosen one or whatever. But right. it's also kind of like when J.K. Rowling, after the fact, after the book, says like, "Oh yeah, by the way, Dumbledore is gay," because <laughs> you get like all the credit, you know, from from like the and I'm not saying this is a one to one correlation, but you get all the credit from people being like, "Oh, you're so progressive and blah blah,", blah. Right. but you didn't actually. It's a it it's it's bullshit because you didn't actually put it into the into the text. I guess I don't. And you see didn't the, actually the connection there. I I, I just don't think I I think this movie was like a very. I I think some of the criticisms of this movie about like hey you know not really a movie for women if they want to see themselves represented on screen, uh is is warranted. I don't think it's you know, uh. I don't think it's like a super sexist or misogynistic movie. I, mean, I think it's just kind of the characters aren't, aren't there to be role models. It's a dystopia. It's there to show you what we don't want to become. I mean, collectively. Right. Yeah, collectively. I, I felt that. I mean, as a female watching it, I did feel the, are there people out there that if they could, would reduce females to exactly what's in the movie to, you know, either their role being birth or even beyond that to, to birth, not even being important anymore, sex, not even being important anymore that, that, you know, women are gratuitous and useless really. Um, Stone cold assassin. 
<laughs> Speaking of birth, that scene with the fucking where, where where like the chicks in like the Ziploc baggie was so oh, gross. Yeah, so you're, the oh sounds. No, you're, <laughs> you're supposed to be disgusted. The thing I like about that is you know if um if if it hadn't been a female, you wouldn't have felt as much empathy when he slashes the stomach open. Because it's, you know? it, it's also he's and, very predatory in that scene. Oh he's yeah, very, like, yeah. Creepy you and... want to not like him, but and then behind him loves crying, so you realize like there's way more depth mm-hmm. to her. You know, it's not. This is she's supposed to not have a reaction to it, but she does. Uh, but then when she kills the the you know Kay's boss, it's the exact same stomach slice that she does, right? So she's mm-hmm. she's mimicking her boss in doing what she you know she can't stop she can't save the other replicant because she's programmed to never disobey him. But outside of his purview, she completely copies what he does, right? Well, is everyone so- in this universe straight? Uh, what? Um, <laughs> in the because uh, you know, I mean, if not, like you would imagine that, that there would be you know bots that were also male that were there to satisfy male desires, right? But you don't see that; you only see females. So yeah, in terms of like the um, like the 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 hologram bots, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah, that was another weird. That well, I don't know. What, are we to to believe that that's customized and that you see what you want to see in those giant like ads or or Pretty those? Much, action- yeah, I mean that's well, I mean, that's kind of what they're that, selling at least. He walks through that area where you can see that you have these idealized, you know, perfect male, perfect female bodies. So there are males that exist, but they just really don't focus on it or talk about it. I, I just think largely the movie could have benefited from. I cutting some of the fat in the first half and then just turning the second half of the movie into you know bubble girl's story i i feel bad calling her bubble girl i'm sure she has a name um i, I think that's who's to me a much more interesting now anthony yes there you go <laughs> well i just think that's a much bubble more interesting woman. story because i think it, it is a oh, very absolutely. like overly br- you know what i mean like yeah. And, you know, and obviously if there's a sequel, maybe they can explore that. Although I think he said he wasn't, you know, thinking about that for now, at least. Who no, knows they what. shouldn't do another one for a long time. And they should definitely. Um, that's why it's unsatisfying it, the way it was that's, left. That's the thing. It's like yeah. it, it, I, it almost felt like it would have made a better like pilot to a series like this. This movie. I agree. <laughs> really on that. really yeah. long. Uh, two and so a half your, hour pilot. Your biggest <laughs> criticism w- is that it was too long, but you <laughs> no, wanted but, more. Okay. <laughs> no, but that's not that's a simplification it's because funny. I I think it's a pro- I think that there is a problem in the storytelling in that it it doesn't intend to continue the story necessarily so it's not a really a sad I, I think it, it felt like almost cheap that they put that in there at the end to be like hey what if they this didn't? movie is not just like a total dude well what if I they mean, just that, showed Harrison, be a different story but what if what if they just showed Harrison Ford walk up the stairs and Kay fall down and then cut. You'd be like, well, what the fuck? We don't even get to see him walk in and see his kid. Like, you want to have a little bit of uplift, right? This is the problem that I have with movies now and why I can't enjoy them anymore. Because I I get emotionally involved or invested in something and then I get disappointed and it's like an hour and a half or two hours or, you know, longer than this one. But I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm used to series now. And so I, I, you know, yeah, I want the story to continue. Of course. Yeah. Well, a good, a good, if you build a real big world, you feel like that world continues without you. Uh, David Fincher always says, you know, it's not necessarily the job of a film to entertain you. Sometimes it's just to create a real world and show a real story. And if someone does a really good job of that, people are always going to be like, well, then what happened, though? I want to know more. <laughs> like, they want the story to keep going. I, I definitely I just, agree. I wasn't crazy about uh, Kay's arc, either. I just feel like, I, I, you know, as much, for the things I liked about the movie, I don't know that a, a ton happened plot-wise. Like, I, 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 I get that we found Harrison Ford, and then he got reunited with his daughter. But essentially, in terms of, like... Ma- on the macro scale what else happened like the there there was not nothing about like the uh, the uh replicants becoming uh you know unshackled from their chains there was not it, it just felt very yeah that's 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 the big hollywood you know uh car chase version that i'm sure a lot of people would have loved to see but that's not the kind of filmmaker he that guy is you know that's not the kind of story but, but, this but i don't think anything really happened in the movie like i mean obviously things happen but you know what i mean like i don't think the i don't think in two i, I feel like if you're making a, a movie that's two hours and 45 minutes 
you need to you need to move the plot forward like more than he did. Okay. I, I just think that there was. I, I think the, things... the goal of what they were trying to do in rescuing Harrison Ford was to per- get him out of the hands of of the bad guy, the Pharaoh, who was going to use Harrison Ford or, or Deckard to create an army of breedable replicants, right? So it was averting a huge catastrophe of of uh, galactic proportions and you know we there would have been a much worse dystopia and k basically sacrificed himself to stop that right and 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 we don't get to see the thing that didn't happen because it's not going to happen now um at least not in this movie but uh to me that was the big thing like he didn't do the rebellion thing like he was told to he did something very different and saved the galaxy uh in his own way and died for it I was satisfied. Well, but the other interesting thing is that apparently Save the shitty galaxy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Apparently Villanueva doesn't isn't doesn't come down one way or the other on the whole is Deckard a a replicant thing, which which Ridley Scott has said definitively, yes, he is. Right. But apparently there's like 50 different fucking cuts of the first movie, which is another, you know, weird thing. Um, so I, I, I almost wonder if that renders a lot of the plot moot. No, it doesn't, because it's still, if he had him, he's got his DNA, and he knows what uh, Rachel was. He has her copy, so really, it's just making another copy of it's Deckard. It's just to make sure he doesn't find... Even if, right, even if Deckard was a human, he can certainly clone a human if he needs to. So that that's still the recipe he didn't have the other half of, right? So I don't feel yeah. like the film I mean, necessarily I, answers the question either. I like that they still so leave it ambiguous. So what's the moral of the story? Uh, Android stream of with. electric sheep. Kill Elon Musk. <laughs> <laughs> don't be totally evil, kidding. Google. Don't, don't be evil. Don't yes, make those exactly. drones. But, yeah, that's the other thing. Is the oh fact that like somebody can just follow you around with a fucking a corporation can shoot drone missiles at you now. Like it's like we're not, are we that far away? You got Google fucking making drone AI technology. You now? know, what my daughter told me. My daughter told me that they asked someone in her class, like they asked them who had messed with or played with a dro- uh, drone or whatever, and almost everyone in her class raised their hand. Like almost every kid. Where the fuck are they getting all these drones? Well, you get the like the DJI Phantoms, like the movie drones, which are cool. And yeah, it's you like know, a remote control. Helicopter, you know, but it's been around for a while. I, I almost wor- I almost wonder if that's like a psyop to make us like okay with drones. Oh, absolutely! <laughs> that they're giving us these like super fun like camera drones where it's like, look, we could we could go like thousands of feet in the air and we could shoot movies with this. And then, oh, by the way, like, hey, here's these other drones which are just like your drones, except that they kill brown people, right. you know, indiscriminately. Well, that's, that's how I mean they. <laughs> I mean, they sell fucking Hummers to people, right? Or at least they used yeah. to. Like, it's whatever the the war is, we'll sell a little bit of that at home to be like, ha us too, right? <laughs> yeah. So, and there were there, there was some interesting stuff with drones in this movie, and uh, like had like they would come out of the top of their cars, kind of thing. Like that was that was a kind of cool little piece of tech. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, uh, it, it, you know, it, I think that's also kind of like what Joy was, this artificial hologram sex bot kind of thing is like, here's the fun little play version of the, the, the industrial slave trade thing that we really make the money on, right? So a little yeah. bit of that. Yeah, so I mean, you know, I, I largely, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed watching it. I, I enjoyed it as a film. I think I, I, I certainly have issues with the plotting and and the pacing but i mean i think that's you know i i see why it won you know visual awards at the oscars for sure i mean it was what you know visually it's one of the nicest movies i've ever seen like in terms of the i just kept thinking fifth element and i mean just so many other you know (laughs) movies like that i kept thinking demolition man shit have a multi-pass reference in there somewhere i I was waiting for like an all restaurants are now taco bell thing to pop up in the background (laughs) he doesn't know how to use the three seashells Uh, if it's just if review it, devilish. Yeah, <laughs> if it's sci-fi, whether it's deep and dark or it's comedic, I've probably seen it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, overall, I think I, you know, I enjoyed it. I, I, I have issues with some of it, some of the plotting and some of the, 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 you know, meta aspects of it. But I mean, it's, you know, 
Not I do want movie. to watch it again. Like I, yeah. I do feel that that there's there were layers that I I definitely I want to watch the first one first and then watch this. Yes, again. thank you. Yeah. Yes, I, I do think for those of you that didn't see, well, I don't know why you're listening yeah, to this still, but <laughs> listening to this podcast, you really like hearing our voices that much. So you can sit through an hour of us babbling Jared about Leto. something. I like hearing your yeah, voices so Leto. much that I invited it. myself on as a host. So there you go. <laughs> there are some of us out there. <laughs> Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I think that uh, all the Oscar wins last year were I felt were justified, except for the fish fucking movie. I don't, I didn't see that, and I don't <laughs> know anyone that did. And everyone that saw it was like, "What well, that won the best picture? What?" Um, I think this was the best picture of the year. Uh, didn't expect it to be. Didn't expect them to make a sequel ever, let alone make it good, uh, let alone be one of the best films, if not the best film. I think it definitely was. Uh, it did everything right that I want to see in a film. Um, and and to get a big budget and to get to do everything I wanted to and still do it really fucking well, um, I was very surprised by that. And uh, so I'm going to give it five out of five hammer and sickles. Well, Donna, what about you? <laughs> I feel like I only ever give threes. I don't know why. That's fine. Just kind of, it's eh, a three. You got to have eh. balance in the force. Yeah. <laughs> so, so is that your three, three, three. out of five? Okay. Three, yeah. yeah. Um, I, you know, visuals alone, I would give it a five. I, I would be tempted. I'm tempted to give it four, but I think just for my criticisms, I'm gonna have to take a half a star away. I'll give it I'll, or half a sickle. <laughs> <laughs> One sickle out of the. Right. <laughs> so three. I'll, I'll give it three and a half. Uh, hammer and sickles i gotta say um, though uh having a, a, a film background or getting going to film school there are so many four hour long films where far far less shit happens than this oh yeah and, I, and those are interminable <laughs> drosses of fucking cinema i mean you look if you can sit i don't get the hype nation. about citizen yeah. kane yeah. you know oh, I, I i'm yeah. maybe i'm in the minority but i i just citizen kane doesn't do anything for me no. like you know movies like that no. i'm just like except for the big clapping gag where she's the terrible opera singer <laughs> and everyone's dead silent except for him and he starts clapping that alone is worth the movie <laughs> but just for that gif yeah no i know yep. um but uh yeah no i mean i, I enjoyed it i i, I definitely want to yeah. watch the first one and uh kind of get some more context and maybe maybe rewatch it go uh, back to it yeah but yeah interesting and this was Comrade's pick out of three, so that's how we're doing this now. So you guys know Apparently, if you have suggestions, yeah, yeah and you uh, want to, you know, stack the deck uh, and uh, fill our heads. <laughs> yeah, if you want to let us know uh, other ones that you think that we should review, um, or we'll, what we'll we're going to do is ignore your suggestions. <laughs> we'll promptly we'll ignore, yeah. <laughs> we pick three. One of us will pick three each week, and then we'll, we'll so all vote on that. Yeah. yeah so next week we're uh, going to be reviewing Black Panther. So. Uh, if you haven't seen that, it's out now, you know, digitally and all that shit and DVD. So watch that. And uh, I think I think that's going to be a good one. We get a, we'll have a lot to talk about. Um, Wait, it, it, it cut out for a second. Which one are we doing next? You said Sex in the City 2. Is that what you refer? Because um, I mean, look, I, I already I already said on to... this podcast, I believe <laughs> yeah. that if Cynthia Nixon wins the governorship, we're going to review the Sex in the City we movie. Definitely the entire series. We're going to sit and watch them all. We're going to look for like little little myself. little hints of her uh, rise to to uh, governorship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, really. Well, in the second one, didn't they go to like Abu Dhabi or some shit or like Dubai? Yeah, yeah. I don't even remember them all now. Yeah, <laughs> <they did. laughs> we could talk about like geopolitical, like, you know, Middle East uh, politics in that movie, yeah. I'm sure. Because I'm sure the movie totally tackled those on uh, earnestly. <laughs> no, but yeah, next week's going to be Black, or next, you know, episode's going to be Black Panther. So go check that out. Yeah. Uh, I think we'll have a lot of shit to talk about uh, how the movie tries to get you to root for a uh, CIA agent. You know, crazy about that. <laughs> but other than that, no. Um, so. It'll, it'll be an interesting episode and uh yeah come back and join us next week uh check us out uh oh you know i should mention that we have a uh, regular podcast that you should check what? out There's uh, if, if you like uh this episode uh we do a weekly uh political talk podcast where we talk about the news of the week um from our far left uh extremist perspective what's it called uh, anthony it is, in fact, called Move Left Idiots. <gasps> um, so you should and who check are us the out. idiots? Everyone who's uh, not listening. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone who's not sufficiently left, yeah. Um, which is no, everybody. yeah, so that's, yeah, which is pretty much everybody. Uh, 
so that's over at soundcloud.com slash move left uh you could find us on patreon patreon.com slash move left if you want to support the show also on facebook yeah um also on facebook although fuck facebook yeah oh someone's chair just broke again uh this keeps happening i was playing with one of the springs and it snapped off violently of my mic did you guys um, out me for my chair accident last week? No, we did. We did mention we on the very, pod. Yeah, we mentioned a picture of a body part that needed to be amputated, but we did not uh, cite. What I did it came say from. I think there was some furniture-related incident. I think that's about as far as. Although now we're pretty much, you know, just you telling know, everybody listening. I'm honestly a little bit hurt life. that you haven't listened to it yet. We were. Yeah, what the fuck, Ladonna? Come on, Where's I can't your... even listen when I'm on. Yeah, all right. It was a very stirring um, duet. I'll just say that. <laughs> I heard. Well, I heard you had a swear fest, and I missed that. So oh, that's not we fair. always if you're going to do that. Swear. Yeah, I mean, you really on. need to warn me, and I'll make sure I don't fall off anything. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so check us out on uh, SoundCloud, Patreon, all that shit. Uh, I'm I'm uh, move, at move underscore left on Twitter. I'm at a polybent p o l i b e n t. I'm at k s riot riot. KS Riot, 1999. You sure? Yeah. Well, I got confused. Are you back on? Yeah, yeah. Well, it, the catch him now yeah. before he gets banned again. You can <laughs> for a limited time only, folks. Yeah, limited time only. <laughs> All right. All right. And uh, join us next time.